come to you in the name by you. We don't come, Father, in our own self, but we want people to see you and that you would be lifted up, that you would be exalted, and that we would give you glory. And we thank you, Father, for this, and we believe together for what you have for us that will be established forever in our hearts and our lives will be changed. In Jesus' name, everybody agree with that? Say amen. 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 I want to talk to you this morning, and the title of our message, if you're taking, taking notes, is simply this, standing or to stand the test of time or the stand in the test of times. How many of you know that the times that we're living in today are quite sometimes? There's so many things happening around us. All you have to do is flip on the TV and you can tell, oh my goodness, you know, whether there's crimes, there's murders, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of things that are going on. And then also we see in here that even your faith, our faith, when I say your faith, the faith of the church is even being attacked. On, on many levels. And so we, what do you say? What do we do? How do we continue to go forward as a people of God? How do we continue to stand and not quit or give up? I, I want to share with you today scriptures that I believe that will bless you so that you and I can stand in the test of time. So you can say amen. All right. I will tell you one thing that's important that we will do. How many know that we are a praying church and we pray? How many know that we're a loving church and we love? So we thank God for that. We're, how many know we're our giving church and we give, right? So there should be something about you, something about us that people will know. But I want you to know going forward, and we'll never leave this, is that we are a praying church. We need to pray. We need to be praying. And as I said before, the information I gave you, praying for our nation, praying for one another, praying for our community. Man, we, we need to to pray so that we can stand in the gap and make up the hedge and believe God that lives will be changed. Turn with me in your Bible to Isaiah 59, 19. And these are some thoughts that we received from the week. I want to share those with you and bring some thoughts that I believe that encourage you. And Miss Janet, I do want to say thank you so much for ministering on Wednesday. I heard it was great. And she taught on boldness. I like that. So I believe that's what it was. If that wasn't it, then that's what I was told. Okay, so there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. All right. Now, now listen to this. We're talking about prayer. And you know what we have to learn to do? Let me say this. We have to learn to wait. Everybody say wait. We have to learn to wait and to trust in the Lord. How many have been praying for something and sometimes you say, man, Lord, when is this ever going to come to pass? When is this ever going to happen? You see, and then a lot of times what happens, we feel like, man, I don't know how long this is going to take. And we just want to throw our hands up and just say, you know what? I'm not going to pray anymore. But that's not what we need to do. You see, part of our prayer life is also a trust life. Part of our trust life. Come on, somebody. You see, is also believing God and waiting for direction. How many of you need direction for your life right now? I know I do. And it could be, it's not just direction as far as, it's not, not about moving or going anywhere, but just even spiritual direction. You know how that's going to come to you? Through prayer. Through prayer, through spending time with God to get in your prayer closet, wait on the Lord. Don't be in such of a hurry, but we have to trust him for the answer. Everybody say trust him. Trust. See, and what happens a lot of times is just because we're going through things, I want you to know, it seems like. A lot of people will say, well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. It seemed like all hell is broken loose. Come on now. I mean, I'm just, what I'm saying, what I mean by that is it's like the enemy, demons, I mean, hell itself. It seems like I have just been going through so much. 
in my life. I don't even, I need help. But I will tell you this, that God is faithful. Everybody say, God is faithful. And re- God is faithful. And I want you to turn to Isaiah, as I said, 59, 19. Here's what it says from the New King James Version. Let me read this as you follow along. It says this, so shall they fear the name of the Lord. That means everyone that is attacking you, everything that's coming against you, understand this, so shall they fear the name of the Lord. From the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Listen, when the enemy comes in like a flood, this is important. The spirit of the Lord, come on, everybody say spirit. The spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The spirit of the Lord. So you have to understand, man, we have God on our side. We have the spirit of God on our side. Now, we understand this, that Jesus told us from the scriptures that when he was leaving, that he said he's going to go and prepare a place. We understand that for us. But he told his disciples, listen, but I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to send you a comforter, another comforter, the Holy Spirit. See, the dispensation that we're living in today is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And we have to understand more about the Holy Spirit, lean more on the Holy Spirit because he's been given to us to lead and guide us in all truth. But do you know what also that we've been given instructions on to simply if you need something from God, guess what you do? You ask. How many are parents? Let me see. How many? Okay. How many have your children come up to you and they ask you for something huh? all the time? Come on. And especially, it's like, these, it's like these daddy's little girl. Now, come on, dads. You know what I'm talking about. It's like daddy's little girl. And they just have that way of looking at you. Daddy. Daddy. You know? And you're like, okay. You know what? I'm already ready to give you whatever you want because, you, you know, because I know you're going to ask. And, I, and here it is, you know? Or how about this? Even with sons. You know, sons. I mean, love their mamas. You know? And mamas loving their sons. And then it says, mom. Mom. Mom, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things that they just, it's an appeal. You know what I'm saying? Mom, they're like, what do you want, son? What do you want? You know what I mean? Here, go ahead. But the thing is, you, they ask, right? They're already ready. You know what the father is already in position to do? He's already in the position to give you what you asked for. But we ask, we go to him in prayer. As long as it lines up with his word, we can ask. Can you say amen? Say, we can ask. Praise God. Turn in your Bibles with me to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Listen to this. This is so exciting because when we pray, I want you to know that prayer is asking. Prayer is asking. And so it says in John 14, and then from there, we'll go to John 16. But John 14, 12 through 14, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Here's what it says. And I want you to listen for that word, ask. It says this, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask, everybody say ask, come on, notice, how do we ask? Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Do you see that? Notice it says this, if you ask anything, how? In my name, I'll do it. I will do it. In whose name? In the name of Jesus. All right, let's go on then. Turn and flip over to John 16. 
Let's look at verses 23 and 24. We're still talking about prayer. We're still talking about the subject of asking and then standing in the test of times. We have to learn how to stand. We just can't quit. We just can't give up because we may go through a difficulty. Verse 23 says this. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Notice that. Why? Because Jesus was with them. But he's saying, I'm leaving. And so now when you ask, when you ask in my name, it's just like Jesus, come on, is doing the asking. Are you with me? Then it says this, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive. Wait a minute. Ask and you might receive. What does it say? Ask and you will receive. Why? That your joy may be full. How many can use some joy? Oh, I know I can. Come on now. I mean, we can use a whole lot of joy. You see? So thank God that he wants you to ask. He wants to answer your prayers, whatever you're believing God for. And here's why. Because he wants your joy to be full. Man, I mean, what does full mean? Is it like, is it a half a glass? I mean, it's all the way up to the top. And guess what? Running over. He wants us to be happy. Listen, sometimes I tell you, I run into Christians. I run into them and I look at them. I wouldn't even know they were Christians because there's no joy. They're not happy. In fact, we blend right in just like the world. We'll never know. But all of a sudden, something happens that seems to be big. It was like conditional base. Come on now. Are you with me? Woo, we got joy. We got joy. We got joy. Why are you so happy? Oh, man, I'm a believer. Praise God. Oh, I didn't know that. See, we should be joyful all the time. So others can see, say, see, you see what I'm saying? So others can see now, but we have to stand the test of time. What do I mean by standing the test of time? Can I tell you this? Remain faithful, man. There's something about being faithful. Oh Lord, if you give your word, give your word. You know, you said you're going to do something, do it. You say you're going to show up, show up. Come, come on somebody be faithful, stand the test of time. When you do that, what happens is this, as you're faithful, I want you to know that God has his best plan for you. Not only does it have his best plan for you, but he also has the best plan for others, your family, your friends. He also has his best plan for this church. But just because you may go through something, just because we may go through something, that doesn't mean that God doesn't have a great plan for you or for the church. Are you with me? We have to learn how to stand. Everybody say stand. We have to learn how to stand the test of time. Here's what I know. Isaiah 54, 17. Let's go there. Here's what I know. Because, you know, it may seem like you're doing everything right. How many have felt this way before? Man, I'm doing everything right. I don't know why am I being attacked. Why does it seem like all this stuff is happening to me? And I will tell you, how many know that you have an enemy? You have an enemy. And, and because you have an enemy, you understand this, that he's coming for the word's sake. Now, I know some of us may feel like, oh, he's not coming for me. No, darling. No, not at all. I want to tell you the truth of the matter. He's coming for the word. If you look at the parable that we started when we talked about in Matthew, I mean, in Mark, we talked about the parable and that the seed that is sown in the ground, that he came immediately. Of course, you understand what happened. It says that the enemy came, what, to steal that word. Well, understand this. There's word in you. The word of God is in you. And this is why you're being attacked. This is why we go through things. But I got good news. Glory to God. Isaiah 54, 17. New King James says this. Come on. Say, no weapon. Come on now. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that which rises against you 
in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. But not only that, turn quickly over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You see, we have to learn how to stand the test of times. Oh, it may be difficult, but it ain't going to be difficult always. We may be going through some things, but you're not going to be going through always. Come on, somebody. Your time of reaping, your time of harvest is right here. Don't give up. Don't quit. I mean, what you've been believing God for, don't throw in the towel. Stay with God and stand under the test of times. It will surely come to pass if you trust God. 2 Corinthians. Chapter 10, verse 3 through 4, New King James says this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, guess what? They're not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Hallelujah. How many of you know that you have enlisted in God's army? Come on now. How many ever been in the military? Or someone you know has been in the military? All right. So guess what? You've enlisted in God's army. And you know what? I love this. And as we heard, it's so powerful. When you enlist in God's army, guess what, man? You get marching orders. Yes, you get marching orders. But how many of you know that you got to go through a boot camp? Woo, man. And going through that boot camp sometimes is not exactly what you thought. Ooh, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I think it's going to be like this. I'm talking in the natural, okay? All right? And then all of a sudden, man, when you're going through the boot camp, you got to get trained. You got to get trained. You got to get fit. You got to be able to meet certain conditions. But you know what? Even spiritually speaking, come on, we're going through a boot camp. Just because things are coming up against you, listen, you need to understand who you are in Christ. And that greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. And when you understand that, you'll stand under anything the enemy, listen, you're, anything someone may try to, the opposition may try to bring you away. But not only that, are we going through a boot camp, but I like this part because I've been in the military and I served in the military and I went through boot camp. But also, there is also what we call training. After you get out of boot camp, you have technical training or, te- or or a specialty group that you go in. And you know what that's for? It's for you because you have, you have a special, there's something neat or special about you, something you're wired, something you can do different, something that you do well. That's a specialty when you're in the military. And guess what? You sign up for that. They train you for that. How about in, how about in the ministry that every one of you have been given a gift? Every one of you have been given a specialty. And now what we've got to find out is what is that gift? Come on, maybe it's greeting, maybe it's hosting, maybe it's being an usher, maybe it's serving back in the sound, sound booth, maybe it's singing, I don't know, but you have been given a specialty gift that God has placed in you, and it's time to use it. Come on, somebody. It's time for us to use that gift. So how many believe that you're in the Lord's army? Come on. How many, you, you've enlisted, you're serving God. Now it's the Lord, what, what do you want me to do? What have you called me to do? And he'll tell you, but you say, how am I going to know? Prayer. Spending time with God in prayer, he'll give you directions. You see, that's just not going to fall out of the sky. You got to spend some time. Everybody say spend some time. And here's what I want you to understand. The most important thing as far as your life between you and God is finding out what is the will of God for your life. Have you ever asked yourself that question before? Sure you have. I have. Lord, what is your will for my life? What am I supposed to be doing? Because sometimes we feel like maybe you're like me. Man, I'm not fulfilled. It seems like I should be doing something different. I don't know what I should be doing. And then a lot of times what happens is we're going out here and we're asking this person, a well-known this person and that person. But listen, can I help you this morning? Listen, spend time in prayer. 
Spend time in prayer. Get on your knees and believe God and trust God that he'll give you direction for your life. He'll help you with that specialty, with the calling that's on your life. I like to say this. In a family, we all have chores. I know coming up, I had chores. Whether it was washing dishes, whether it was taking out the trash. Now, some of us say, man, yeah, I didn't like those chores. But everybody had chores. You had to clean up the house. Maybe, you had, of course, you had your room. You know, and maybe sometimes some of us had a hard time just making our bed. I don't know, but, but that, was your, that was what you're supposed to do. You have chores. And so chores to me is just like in the family of God, we all, say all, we all have responsibility. We all have responsibility. But here's the one key responsibility. You know what it is? Pray. Spend time in prayer to find out the perfect will of God for your life. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, I'm going to be reading here verse 18, the New Living Translation, but I want to share this with you because God has a specific purpose for you in the body of Christ. How many believe that, that God has a purpose for you? He does. And if you don't know the purpose, I encourage you to spend time in prayer and ask him, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? So we see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we find ourselves in verse 18. It says this, but our bodies have many parts. Do you see that? And God has put each part just where he wants. Isn't that exciting? God is the one that will place you each part in the body of Christ just where he wants it. So why shouldn't we ask him? Shouldn't we go before him and say, Father, what do you want? Where should I be? What should I be doing in the body of Christ? And how about this? The New King James Version says this, the same translation. I mean, the same uh, uh, reference is this. But now God has set. Who has set? God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Ooh, I like that. Do you know it takes pleasure? I mean, you bring pleasure to God when you're fulfilling your role, your purpose, your calling. When you're doing what God has called you to do, man, he gets pleasure out of that because you're in your place. You're doing great things for the kingdom of God. You're taking your marching orders. Listen, and you're doing it with joy. Come on. Whether sometimes people say, man, yeah, but it doesn't seem like much. But to God, it is because you're being faithful with what you have. And you and I know if you're faithful in the little things, what's going to happen? God will make you ruler over much. Everybody say faithful. But we have to be faithful. All right. Now, the other thing I want to share with you is that we've been called to declare. Now, here's sometimes what happens is this. Making declarations. When you make a confession and you make a declaration and you declare it, we've been called to do that. How many of you know this, that that if you turn with me to Romans chapter 116, we're going to see what Paul says. How many of you know the truth of the matter is that Paul talked about the gospel and that we are supposed to be carriers of the gospel? What is the gospel? It's good news. We are to carry the gospel. The gospel is good news, and part of our responsibility in the Lord's army is to declare what he has said and to speak the word, say the word, always, and to be bold about it, not to be ashamed about it, declare it boldly. Romans 1.16, New King James says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, praise God, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone, say everyone, for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also the Greek. I want you to know that if you will begin, if we will begin to call upon the Lord 
in prayer and wait upon the Holy Spirit. You and I will begin to enter, I call into a whole new dimension, into a whole new season that God has for us. I think a lot of times what happens is some people feel like, now come on, can I talk to you, that their spiritual lives are kind of dry. Why is that? Well, because, again, we're not spending the proper time as we should be in prayer. We're not relying upon the Holy Spirit to help us, you see, because he's been given to us to lead us, to guide you, to direct you. And we shouldn't be dry. We shouldn't be. And we shouldn't be going without. I'm telling you what should be happening is, man, we should be pressing into the things of God. We should be so full of joy. Man, wherever we get around people, they want to ask us, hey, what is it about you? There's something different about you. You're always smiling. You always have an encouraging word. What is that? Then you can tell them it's the Lord working in your life. And declare it boldly. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You know what? And declare what? Well, turn with me to Exodus 15, 26. Here's what, you, what I want you to, to declare. And, and we've been teaching on Wednesday night. If you're wanting to hear a message and dealing with the subject of healing, we have been teaching Wednesday night, 730, specifically on that subject of healing. If you know someone that, that has been standing in the believing God and need to hear the word along these lines of healing, let me tell you, then that's perfect for you to do that. So I want you to understand that the Lord heals. Everybody say the Lord heals. That's Exodus 15, 26. I just want you to write that reference down. I want you to see it. All right? Let's go to another one. Let's go to Psalms 55, 16. I want you to see it. I just want you to write, mark it, write it down, see it. Not only do we need to be bold and understand that the Lord heals, but also we find out in Psalms 55, 16 that the Lord saves. The Lord saves. Look at that highlight. I just want you to see it. I want you to go see it for yourself. Say the Lord saves. The Lord heals. The Lord saves. But also, that's in Psalms 55, 16. But do you know what else? The Lord blesses. This is Psalms 115, verse 13. Write that down, and then you can look at it anytime you like. I just want you to see it so you know that it's there. It also says the Lord blesses. I want to encourage you to declare. What does it mean to declare? You know what it means? It's to make a declaration. It means to, it, it, and when you make a declaration, guess what? Whatever you're believing God for, when you make that declaration, it's moving it forward. It begins to go in motion. How many know like a car? How many know if you keep that car in park, are you going anywhere? No, what's going to happen? You can sit there and say, come on. Now you can press the gas all you want to. Are you going to go anywhere? No. What do you have to do? You have to put it in, what, in, in, in a gear. Right? Even if you put it in neutral, and if you're on the flat surface, are you going anywhere? No. So it has to be either in drive or it has to be in reverse. How many know we're not going backwards? Come on, somebody. So we're going forward. But when you begin to declare what God said belongs to you, that means you're moving forward and a motion that's going forward to receive everything that God has for you. Everybody say declare. Declare what? The Lord heals. Declare what? That the Lord saves. Declare what? That the Lord blesses. You see, you begin to find promises, then you begin to speak those promises over your life. Begin to speak them and be specific in whatever area you may be going through, and you find the word of God. I just gave you three examples on healing, on salvation, and, and on blessings. That's all I wanted to do there. But understand that there is a flow that the Lord wants us to get into in the Holy Spirit, that there is a flow of the Holy Ghost, that we need to learn how. But see, here's what happens a lot of times. You see, people are unfamiliar with the Holy Spirit. And what happens is it's hard for them to get into the presence of the Holy Ghost. You see, and when they do, it becomes so unfamiliar with them that they become uncomfortable. 
But we need to learn if we're spending time in prayer and we're spending time waiting on God, then the Holy Spirit, he, listen, will come and he will show up. And you're spending time in his presence and we need to learn how to flow with him, to do great things. When he leads us, is he supposed to lead you? Yes. Is he supposed to guide you? Yes. Isn't he supposed to show you things to come? And I tell you, people say, man, I don't know what to do with my life. And I would say, well, are you spending time with the Holy Ghost? Are you spending time with the Holy Spirit? Come on now. Is his presence in your life? Are you spending time in the presence of the Lord? He is the Lord, Holy Spirit. Are you spending time with him? Because what happens is this is how you'll learn. This is how he will give you insights if you'll simply wait on him, listen, and stand under the test of times. We have to stand. You see, we're living again. And I said this earlier, I'm going to say it again. You and I are living in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Shouldn't you think or do you think or believe or we ought to? I can say whatever I want to say that we need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. What's stopping us? You see, what's hindering us? This is the question I believe we must ask ourselves. What is stopping me from spending time in his presence? What is stopping me from taking time, setting my schedule? aside and saying, Lord, this is your time. Lord, I'm coming to you. Lord, I need direction for my life. I need help for my life. And begin, listen, to commune with the Holy Spirit. Now, understand that. Now, what I mean by that is spending time in the Lord's presence, but also learning how the gifts of the Spirit flow as well. You see, because we have been given an opportunity and the dispensation that we're in that there's gifts of the spirit. Not only is there the Holy Spirit, listen, he, the Holy Spirit that we receive. Now, we receive the Holy Spirit. Also, the Bible talks about that there is an evidence. Everybody say evidence. There's an evidence of speaking in tongues. What does that mean? Now, I know that that in some circles, you know, people debate about it. I will tell you, I will not debate the word of God. Whatever is in the word, it's for me. And whatever is in the word should be for you. Now the question is, we say, okay, then how do I receive what's in the word? And we receive it by learning. Everybody say by learning. By getting in the word, by studying, by receiving scriptures and understanding what the scriptures say. And then acting on it, acting on what the word says. Just like salvation. How many are born again today? Let me see your hands. How many are saved today? Okay. Guess what? What happened? You see, how did you get born again? What happened is someone either shared with you the good news of the gospel, or maybe you were raised in church. Maybe you've been a Christian your whole life. Either way, at some point, you heard the gospel message. You heard the good news. At that point in time, you received it. You opened up your heart. Now, I'm not talking about your physical heart, but your spirit, man, and you received the good news. Well, on what? On salvation. You believed. Everybody say believed. You believed God and you took him at his word. When he said all we have to do is ask him what? For forgiveness. And then what do we do? We believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Are you with me? All right. Then all we had to do was then what? We had to confess. Right. Believe in our heart and do what? Confess with our mouth. And what's the results? We'll be saved. Do you know the same way as far as receiving any other promise for the word of God is the same process? We have to find scriptures. We find a promise in the word of God. And then what do we do? We believe in our heart. We confess with our mouth and we shall be whatever we shall receive. Whatever. If it's healing, if it's a promise, it's yours. It's yours. But I will tell you that we need to learn how to spend time in the presence of God and wait on him. Get into an environment. 
where the anointing of God is moving and stirring. That's where you're going to get answers. As you wait upon God. As we press in. You know, we have to turn, hey, turn the TV off. Do what you got to do. But you say, I need something from God. God, I don't want my life to continue to go in the way it's going. I need more from you. And that moreness comes from spending time in his presence and waiting upon him. Prayer. You can pray with your understanding or you can pray also in the spirit. But we've been given the opportunity to pray. Everybody say pray. But here's the point I want you to learn. Then you have to step out in faith. Everybody say step out. Come on now. You have to step out in faith. You have to believe God. Isn't that what happened when you got born again? You stepped out in faith? Sure you did. You had to step out in faith and say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I step, you stepped out in faith, and I receive him as my Savior, and now today you're born again. The same process, the same application for the receive whatever God says in his word. Say receive. All right? But I want to encourage you. Be prepared. Be prepared, listen, and may your main focus, and here's what I want, you, I want to leave you with today so you hear me loud and clear. Be prepared, and one of your main, your main focuses should be these things. As we understand and know, we always keep God first. We know that. We put God first in our lives. Also, we need to study the word. We need to spend time reading our Bibles. That's why we're doing the one-year Bible together as a church, so that you'll keep the word in front of you. So because how do we receive faith? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. But not only that, when we keep the word in front of us, but I want you to also understand that we need to be believing God for souls. Everybody say souls for the kingdom of God. How many of you know someone today, I mean, or maybe someone's today, that they don't know God? Yeah. And guess who? Guess who? Let me say it again. Guess who the Lord's going to send to them? You and me. Oh, man, we have a perfect opportunity. To do that, the time, listen gang, the time is running short. We have an opportunity to witness to people, to give them the truth of God's word so that they will be saved and be born again, that their lives will be turned around. If we don't go, who will? Man, we have an awesome responsibility, but it takes faith and it takes boldness to get up and go and do what God has called you to do. Don't shrink back. Don't give up. Don't draw back. Man, I'm encouraging you to press in. Don't throw in the towel. Just because times may seem hard, just because someone tells you, oh, I don't want to hear about that Christ. I don't want to hear about this and that. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. I encourage you, every opportunity, share the gospel. Why do you think we don't? Someone help me. Why do you think we don't? Real quickly. Why don't we, why sometimes we don't share? We have opportunities. Are we afraid? Is it fear? What else? We don't know what to say. So fear, we don't know what to say. How about rejection? You know, fear of thinking that we're going to be rejected, right? Thinking we're going to be rejected. So I want to encourage you, you know, remember those things, continue. You know, don't draw back, draw close to the Lord. And let me tell you this here. Let me share this with you. That we want the spirit of God. We want the spirit of God. We don't want flesh i said we want the spirit of god we don't want flesh you see you can tell the difference you know something that's made up something that we're just trying to conjure up something we're trying to make happen on our own see that's flesh 
But we want the spirit of God because when you have the spirit of God, it brings liberty every time. It brings freedom every time. People are blessed every time when there's what? See, come on now. When the spirit of God is moving, when the spirit of God is moving. So I want to encourage you. It's so important. So, so I want us this morning to understand. If you'll stand up on your feet, man, that we we are living in a time that we need to stand. They want to stand up under the test of times and that this happens through prayer. We got a few more minutes. I want us to do exactly what we're talking about. I want us to pray. Are you with me? I want us to pray. Is that all right? You have a few minutes that we can pray. That's what I want us to do. And I want you to pray for people. I want you to pray for your loved ones, those that are not saved. I want you to pray for those that you know, man, that may have been going through. They're going through right now. They're having a difficult time. I want you to believe God and trust God. So let's pray together. Come on. And I'll just lead and you just pray out, pray out of your heart. Pray, pray for people. This is the time that we're going to spend time seeking God's face. Pray for growth. Pray for growth, spiritual growth, your own growth. Pray for growth, for the ministry, for the church. Man, there's so many things that we can pray for. Let's do it together. Father God, we thank you right now in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Father, we come to you for direction and wisdom and understanding. We thank you, Father God.